fellow captains and welcome back to rank amateur today in rank amateur we will uh not be doing a ship actually not a specific ship that is i know it's been a really long time since i've uh, done a podcast actually uh, we're over a month now so it's been insanely busy so we're gonna go over some uh, listener mail we do have some listener mail and then we're also gonna go over the news uh, obviously very abbreviated because it's currently 9 p.m. where I'm recording, and I want to go to bed sometime. So it's going to be abbreviated, and just because there's so much of it. And then we're going to go through each branch of ships, and we're going to give a quick crash course in how they work and what you can expect from each of them. And it's not going to be super detailed, because there are, in case you haven't noticed, a ton of branches of ships and nations and things like that in World of Warships. So we're just going to be giving a quick summary, because I feel it's necessary, uh, since there's been so many new additions and new kids on the block and stuff like that. So, without uh, messing around anymore, we're going to get into World of Warships news. Actually, you know what? We're going to go through some listener mail first. Uh, and I'm not going to read out names or anything like that, but I got two emails from uh, from the same person. And uh, they're actually very nice emails. Basically... Asking if my podcast is dead. Okay, that's not exactly what it said, but uh, yeah, it was just uh, basically words of encouragement and uh, just a congratulations on making such a nice podcast. So uh, to that listener who sent that in, uh, you know who you are, and thank you very much for the support. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so in news, I don't know if I said this, but uh, was it uh, Anchor has changed their policy? I'd rather Spotify, who's now... Uh, controlling anchor and changing things and stuff has changed their policy on monetization um so when it originally came to anchor uh which is a very convenient platform to use and one of my uh longtime sponsors until a little while ago uh they basically said that um yeah like any levels podcast can get monetization we'll contact you a little bit after you start regularly uploading and then we'll get you some money and stuff like that so i've actually made i think like 120 bucks off this podcast, which isn't much given how many episodes I have, and I think I have, like, I think it's got to be nearing, like, 20,000 listens or something like that, uh, over, now that it is over the course of all my episodes, so each episode is, like, a couple hundred maximum, I think my highest is, like, 2,000 on the Mighty Jingles episode I did, uh, way back in 2021, but yeah, so, it's, uh, I, I didn't really get that many listens, and now they've made it, so you have to get, I think, over a thousand listens per episode to actually be part of monetization, right, so, just so you know, the average podcast out there, like you think like 90, at least between 70 and 90% of all podcasts out there have about 100 to 200 listens. So they've essentially slashed their spending on helping people get started monetizing, right? By like 70%. 
because I mean, maybe not exactly, but like as far as number of podcasts that are being sponsored. Now, you're paid obviously per a thousand listens, or well, maybe not obviously, but you're paid per thousand listens. And I think it was usually between twelve and fifteen dollars per thousand listens. So each episode would net me a few cents, um, and maybe like maybe a dollar or two uh, over the course of its lifetime of relevance. And then I would actually get paid. I have paid off the cost of my microphone, and since the software uses free, I've essentially made a small profit off what I'm doing and now I have no hopes of ever doing that just because my podcast is not big enough and it's fine I do this for the fun of it but you know it was, it was kind of like a, a big advertising point that they had when you signed up for their service and now that's kind of gone now I'm not going to leave their service because they're one of the only free services and they're very convenient to use and stuff but it's just it's a little bit stupid if you know what I mean anyways let's get back in the world of warships uh, I really thank you for the uh uh, words of encouragement to the listener who sent that in. I'm not going to name them, but uh, thank you very much. And they actually said that they got their whole clan, or at least tried to get their whole clan to listen to me, which is very much appreciated. Never will I ever refuse a new listener. Anyways, let's get into the uh, World of Warships news here. So we have to scroll all the way back to October 1st. Uh, yes. Okay, so there's uh, update 12.9, which is the new Japanese battleships, uh, and the new Halloween operation, and then the Black Friday event. Obviously, uh, the Halloween operation is long since concluded, uh, and Japanese battle cruisers I've heard are kind of mediocre. Um, they basically, if I am correct, they're basically just, um, kind of like more extreme Japanese battleships. So you have a good firing range, pretty good accuracy, insanely large caliber guns, uh, decent concealment, pretty average speed, pretty terrible armor, it, it low HP pulls, and incredibly weak AA defenses. It's kind of like someone didn't know how to mid-max correctly, like a battleship, like a Japanese battleship. Like, so take the Congo, it's like mediocre AA defense, decent armor, decent guns, pretty long firing range, and then now they're just like, okay, the insanely long firing range, insanely big guns, no health, no armor, a decent speed, and oh shoot, what are we going to do for AA defenses? Oh, I know, we're going to put the 7.62 on the bridge and call that a good deal for AA defense. So yeah, it's just it seems like it's just more extreme. Uh, and they they did adjust the port for, um, was it uh, Cure, or Cure, or however you pronounce it, um, which did look absolutely amazing when they had that event going on. There was, like, dragons everywhere and stuff, and there was a storm. It was pretty awesome. Uh, but, yeah, that was that. And then, so, they also had new battle pass, stuff to the Armory Voyage to the North Pole, because they started their New Year's event early, and you can get another uh, paper uh, Russian cruiser, that's like every other paper Russian light cruiser, and then you could also get this, uh, there was an event where you could get the champagne from France, uh, and there was some other collabs, and there's brawls, and then there's content additions, and completely normal WoWs update, basically. And then since then, they kind of haven't really been doing a whole lot, um, yes, and uh, to be honest, they haven't really been keeping up, uh, with it, although they did re release some uh, interesting shirts, uh, they're the uh, Japanese lacquer camouflage-inspired uh, shirts. Uh, one of them's kind of lame, but the other ones are cool. Uh, and then, so now we get into uh, update twelve point ten. 
And the most notable change so far that I've seen is, or one of the most notable ones, is the commander skills update. They've uh, changed some metrics on uh, popular or unpopular skills to hopefully make them a little more popular. Uh, the uh, first one that they're listing here is consumable specialist. Uh, this is battleships, cruisers, destroyers, line one. They added the effect. Um, actually, they, they rather they modified it. So instead of being the fighter consumable uh, cooldown time, the spotting aircraft consumable cooldown time, like all these specific consumables, they've just said cooldown time of all consumables is minus 7.5%, and then for unique commanders who specialize in this skill, it's minus 10%, with the exception of damage control party and repair party. Now, these are damage control party and repair parties of any description, so any, like, your specialist ones are still not going to be affected by the skill. So it's cool. So it, you don't, it's not that it doesn't affect hydroacoustics search and i think that's the main reason why people didn't go with this is that their hydro if their ship had it uh wasn't affected by this benefit so there's no reason to take this skill or their surveillance radar or something like that so now they are included in that metric so it makes more sense to take this skill as far as preventative maintenance they, they've added the effects so that it increases the hp of aa guns by 15 percent uh, and, and for unique commanders it's 20 percent and then hp of secondary guns is also 15 percent and for commanders is also 20 percent uh, it's flood damage received also is subtracted 10%, uh, and fi uh, fire damage is subtracted 10% for the effects of, uh, super heavy AP shells, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, actually, no, sorry, uh... Yeah, so fire damage received, flooding damage receives minus 10% for super heavy AP shells. I didn't realize there was a line in between those two. Yeah, so that is interesting. I kind of don't really see how those are related. I mean, super heavy AP shells. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think because it increases the uh, burn and flooding time. So that's interesting. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't actually run that skill on any of my ships. Uh, improved repair party readiness. Receive an additional repair party charge for accruing 2 million potential damage once per battle. So it's essentially another charge. Uh, which 2 million potential damage for most battleships isn't super high. Assuming you don't instantly die in the opening minutes of the battle. Focus fire training for cruisers. Uh, immediate damage when uh, activating a priority sector is uh, plus 1.5%. Airstrike armament reload time. Uh, is minus 10% to, oh, it's minus 15%, so they buffed that. Aircraft preparation time uh, for, wait, is that for cruisers? Aircraft preparation time. Oh, you mean aircraft like sector preparation time is uh, minus uh, from minus 5% to minus 10%. Pack a punch. That's a new skill. Rhenium torpedo enhanced uh, explosive charges. Pack a punch and added the effect of the secondary battery firing range plus 20. What? Okay, yeah, by the way, this is the first time I've actually looked at this. No way. So they actually added plus 20. Oh, man. It's all going to be Napoli's. That would explain why my friend Discorded me an image with no description, by the way, of just a game where there was literally... Was it... There is seven Napoli's in that game. That ship was Mr. Irrelevant for so... Yeah, I gotta... I gotta go change that real quick. Give me a sec. How am I going to be back? Okay, yeah, so back from, uh, you know, uh, putting that on my Napoli to get myself an 11-kilometer range on my secondaries. Yeah, that that's, that's not broken at all. Nope. 
Well, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. Anyways, uh, so furious for battleships. Remove the effect of main battery reload time minus 5%. Dispersion of shells fired by enemies attacking your ships minus 5%. Improves your, or added the effects, improves your ship's characteristic for each active fire and or flooding instance on your ship. First fire flooding, main battery reload time minus 10%. Second and each consecutive fire flooding up to six, main battery reload time minus 5%. Okay, so uh, that means minus 40% reload time. If you are flooding sick twice on fire four times. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not a good situation to be in, but at least you'll have a bit of a machine gun. Uh, Dazzle added a new bonus and increases her speed for 15 seconds after your ship has been detected. So 8% speed boost for uh, 15 seconds, sweet. A defense ASW experts, uh, no one's gonna take this skill anyways, but just buff the, uh, when your ship's characteristics, when your AA guns are active, ship consumable preparation and reload time minus 15 to minus 40%. Okay, interesting. That's pretty interesting. Uh, the, the effect for the cruisers is, um, absolutely insane. Um, uh, it, it is 20% to minus 50%. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. That's pretty nutty. Okay, that's interesting. So minus 50% consumable preparation reload time. Man, are those reload boosters going to be going insane on those friendships. Oh, yeah, and also the, you know, radar on the Americans. And, okay, so up next is going to be just continuation of early access to Japanese battleships from tier... Uh, what is it? 8 to 10, and then we've got Battle Pass, which no one cares about. Uh, asymmetric battles. Um, they're the first two weeks of... Uh, actually, no, wow, they're all going from... Uh, this is, so this is two weeks after the release of Update 12.10, uh, so November 23rd, so Thanksgiving Day at 8 a.m., uh, and it ends on January 9th, so you'll be able to access asymmetric battles. It's an interesting. Um, so it's just uh, five players and against 12 bots, as usual. Voyage to the North Pole continues. Clan battles, no one cares about those, because everyone who participates in those probably already know, knows about this. Uh, more ranked battles, uh, just, you know, uh, all right. And then brawls. Uh so it's round one, six v six, uh, tier five or tier six actually. Uh, maximum division size is three. It's gonna be, uh, looks like a yeah. So six v six, nine v nine, with uh, maximum division size of three. It's gonna be tier eight, and then the third round is gonna be three v three with tier five ships. No or whoa, maximum division size of three. That's gonna be crazy with the tier five ships. I guarantee you, you're gonna see triple action cores, and if you don't have a division, you're gonna lose. So have one with that. High school fleet, fleet collaboration. Uh, if you're a simp, you can spend more money on ships that already exist in the game. Although they do have Musashi. And so you can just take the, uh, the high school fleet skin off of it and have a Musashi. So I can see why people might participate in that. Uh, new arrivals in the armory. Oh boy, what is that? With tier... <laughs> what is that thing? Okay, yeah, so this is the first time I've actually looked at World of Warships news in a month and a half. Um, Soviet-themed events centered around a tier 9 Navarin. Navarin. They'll go live and update 12.10, be able to purchase, but you can also be uh, obtained via Soviet containers if you feel like blowing more money away. 
You can also drop Akachov, Miokin if you want to get scammed, and Migration. So just, just buy it. <laughs> just buy it. Anyways, what is that thing? It's hideous. It looks like a weird, like, Vermont hall? Kind of? What in the... I gotta go to Wiles FT now. What in the world is that thing? It's like... That That is like... That is... Oh, wait a second. Is the server down? Oh, okay. So a little bit of a Reddit adventure later. Apparently they just... He closed up shop. Alright, so apparently it was just his university side project. And now he wants us to use Wild Shipbuilder instead. Okay, that's uh, that's disappointing, but I guess Godspeed. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Wow, this is uh, this has been an interesting night. Interesting uh, fifteen minutes here. Oh wait, you have to install. Uh, you have to install Wild Shipbuilder. Uh, I don't want to install her program on I my mean, computer from some unverified GitHub source. Uh, okay, whatever. We'll deal with that later. Let's just go to the wiki, which is hopefully up and running. Wow's Wiki, can I please just... I just want to see what this one ship is. Like, what what in the world here? This is, like I said, it's been a very interesting... Uh, very interesting little bit here. So, Tier 9, Battleship Naravin. What are you? You have 406mm guns in quintuple turrets. And there's three of them. That's 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 really interesting. It's uh, February 1914. And work on a new battleship commenced. Uh, another uh, another paper ship, huh? Because of the outbreak of World War One, no ships of this design were laid down. So it's a Russian ship, actually. That's kind of interesting. Um, and there's actually really no pictures of it either. Uh, that is kind of weird. So we have 793 meters second velocity on the HE shells. Uh, 11,000 damage, and that's kind of anemic. 11,000 damage on a tier 9? Alrighty. Um, and it's got a range of 20.83 kilometers, a reload time of 33 seconds, and what's your dispersion is 268 at 20? Uh, that's, that's interesting. It's got secondaries, but they're going to be Russian secondaries. Um... Yeah, there's no pros or cons listed uh, with it. Interesting. Uh, not sure if that's going to be worth it, but we'll have to see what uh, what people think about that. I've, like I said, I'll have to do some more research about it. Balance changes. Whoa, okay, there's a lot. All right, so let's go through this. American Cruiser Austin, Tier 10. Main battery reload time reduced from 8 to 7.5 seconds. Oh, boy. And the duration is uh, the main battery reload booster. Consumable reload time has been reduced from 125 to 120. Okay, that's interesting. Didn't know that ship needed to be buffed because um, it's already kind of insane. Uh, I suppose it's only insane when the reload booster is active. So yeah, I suppose it's probably welcome. And it's and 0.5 of a second isn't going to make that ship's machine gun any more insane when it's active. ZF6. Where? Wait. So they're okay. Hang on a sec. So they they modified a dockyard ship. Okay, that's interesting. Reload time reduced from four to three point eight. Seconds and the main battery 180 degree turn time reduced from 18 to 10 seconds. Okay, Tashkent 39 torpedo reload time reduced from 193 seconds. 
uh, Panasian Cruiser, Chungking, or Tier 5, Base Hull. Main battery reload time reduced from 10.5 to 9.9 seconds. Researchable hull main battery reload time reduced from 9.5 to 9 seconds. Uh, range up to 13 kilometers. Uh, stock, and then the... Um, Actually, uh, that's the um, modification, then the stock has been increased accordingly. Uh, flatter shell trajectory, Cruiser Rahmat, uh, buffed again, same fashion. Uh, yeah, so they've just essentially made all the reload times smaller and increased the range, and then also changed the ballistics to be a little flatter, in all the way from tier 5 to 10, so... Interesting. Content additions. Ooh, they have an Xbox flag. That's interesting. And patch. Although I don't really play an Xbox, so. Uh, they've added a different skin for their Vermont King of the Sea skin. Uh, and there's also naval base port decorations for Black Friday. We know that. New containers. Ooh, they've released the uh, Santa's gift containers. And oh, they are hideous this year. Oh, man. Why couldn't you keep the houses? They were so cool, and then now you just got... Oh, that looks really weird. It's just a weird gingerbread box. Yeah, you're getting my live reactions, by the way. This is the first time I've seen these things. Um, yeah, no, that's disgusting. I hate it. <laughs> Change it back! What, what, look how they've massacred my boy. They, they had it perfect! They went from pretty good in 2021 with the, the weird boxes they had, to awesome in 2022 with their houses, to that. It looks like it could be edible, but it also doesn't. It looks... It's got a weird finish on it because it's kind of pixelated because it's from a distance away. And it looks like it's made of wax. Ugh, no thank you. And uh, so the following ships will be added from... Oh, okay, interesting. So Santa's Gift, Santa's Big Gift, Santa's Mega Gift Containers Updates. They can now contain Tashkent, Trump, Brisbane, Colossus. Colossus? That's the thing now? Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Uh, Jaeger, Admiralty, Growl, Velio's Alliance. When did that get added? Got all these weird different things. Oh, that's that submarine. Um, and then you got the Nottingham, which uh, is a new cruiser. Sunyatsen, Halford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they added that now? Interesting. Yeah, so that's that um, U.S. Navy destroyer with the uh, catapults. It's interesting. They should have added USS Pringle, because then they can make Pringles jokes about it. I guess I don't know how, how well-sold Pringles are in other parts of the world. But yeah, they're a brand of uh, potato chip uh, in the United States, so I can make jokes about that. But no, they had to, they had, they had to add the Halford, the Numacia, or Numacia, Spanish cruiser. Uh, Nottingham, Carl, XV, Johan. Oh, yeah, that's that new battleship thing that they released, the... Scarlet Thunder. Interesting. Uh, British Frake Battleship, the Shill. Wow, <laughs> so many weird premium ships they've been adding. The Duplex, the Virginia 44, the Tokachi, the Leipzig uh, are all being added, by the way. And then the ships that are being removed from the containers is literally more than twice as long. Uh, so, Moscow, Cabaros, Black, Flint, Marceau, Hayate, Yoshino, Nustoshimi, Salem, Kerfers, Alabama, Palmer, Mines, Cossack, Prince Eugen, Roma, Terrible, Loyang, Gascon, Vanguard, Iran, or Irene, um, Marco Polo, Saipan, Azuma, Grass Zeppelin, Groningen, Key, Kaga, Belfast, Kira, Arizona, Texas, Warspite, Anshan, Atlanta, Murmansk, 
uh, Huang Ha, Marble, Oktoberskaya, Revolucia, Duca de Austa, Sims, Aguil, and Indianapolis. I mean, some of those are crappy, but like, dude, like you removed, <laughs> I was, you removed, I mean, granted the, the possibility of getting the, uh, the Groningen is small, but man, that's kind of a ship I want to get. Uh, Santa's gifts are almost did the same improvement. I hope you've been excited about a shorter drop list. Uh, so essentially they've removed 40 older ships to make it easier for you to obtain your... I can kind of see where they come from. 43 ships have been removed from the drop list. 19 additions have been added. Uh, sought after prizes like Brisbane and okay. Uh, the drop rates are the same. Super container and steam super containers now can drop the Trump, Brisbane, Colossus, Tashkent 39, Nottingham, Numacia, Sunyat, San Halford, Jaeger, Almiral, Tegral, Villales, Alliance, Carl XIV, Johan, uh, so Carl the 14th, Johan, um, Southern Thunder, Shill, West Virginia 44, Tukachi, Duplex, uh, and Leipzig. Oh, and they've, okay, so they're just adding, like, the new ships, those super containers. And then there's other changes and improvements. All right, so that's, uh, that's World of Warships news right now. Uh, so on the dev blog, I've heard some interesting things happening there. The dev blog. So one of my friends has discorded me saying that basically there is now a uh, American battleship coming out uh, that has the reload, essentially just Illinois except on a Montana hull. So let's take a look at the dev blog. And dev blog is going to tell us what is going on. New ships, close test, uh, 12.11. Ooh, so we got a tier seven Jupiter, which is the, um, it's a J-class, yeah, it would be a J-class uh, British uh, destroyer. It's the Jupiter 42. Uh, the best ships of their type in the Royal Navy before the war, commensurately before the outbreak of World War II, the ship would serve in both the home fleet and Mediterranean fleet. Uh, destroyers lost in a, uh, February 27, 1942 to a mine explosion during the Battle of the Java Sea. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I remember this. So, um, okay, if you haven't, uh, read James Hornfisher's books, you really should. I've read a couple of them. One of them was, uh, was a ship of ghosts, I think it was. It was about the... Uh, USS Houston and its flotilla, essentially, the, the was it the uh, U.S. Asiatic Fleet, which was basically just remnants of old cruisers and destroyers, and basically, uh, they were sitting in Indonesia, which was the Dutch East Indies, or well, they were sitting in the Philippines and they transferred to the Dutch East Indies as the war opened and Japan was just rampaging through there. And this was one of the ships, one of the British ships that was stationed there at Singapore, and then they took over Singapore, and then so they all got stuffed into Indonesia and they were trying to duke their way out and they were trying to escape, make a run for the for the I think the Sunda Strait is what it was and it was literally just like them being picked off one by one by one it was freaking brutal man that's where the Perth was lost where the Jupiter was lost where the De Reuter the Java the um oh there was a I think the yeah it was the Exeter was lost there the Houston was lost there uh, and there was another American ship that was lost there that was almost lost there it was a Marblehead I think it was the Marblehead I think, but it managed to escape. But yeah, there was, it, they, they had, at the start of it, they had this big flotilla of ships that were um, trying to escape. And at the end of it, they had like a few destroyers and like a cruiser or two. It was insane. I don't remember the exact metrics of it. I've done, I believe I've done an episode, um, oh, probably about a year ago now about that. But yeah, it was freaking wild. And it just shows you the ineptitude of Abdicom. Yeah, I did an episode on Abdicom too. Uh, it was sister ship Jervis, armed with uh, 120 millimeter guns, 
she has improved characteristics in the form of better reload, improved AP ricochet angles, uh, identical to those found in British destroyers Jutland and Daring. Longer range torpedoes. Only one torpedo launcher, low damage per torpedo, less fire chance on HE shells, and worse concealment. Interesting. Uh, second line destroyer, helping your stealthier compatriots do enemy destroyers, and your gunpowder can be used, uh, put to good use harassing enemy capital ships, but captains will want to be careful and, uh, because she lacks killing power in the form of torpedoes to finish them off. So it's basically just a Fort Sherman, is what you're telling me. <laughs> that, that that sounds like what it is. Second line destroyer with good guns that can harass capital ships, but absolutely no torpedoes to speak of. Uh, yeah, that literally sounds like uh, the like a tier seven. It's tier seven too. Oh man, isn't tier isn't Jarvis tier tier five right? I think Jarvis is tier five, uh, or is it tier six? I forget. Oh no, it is tier seven. I'm just I'm just. Man, I'm, like, on something tonight, apparently. Yeah, so, no, Jervis is... Yeah, no, this is fine. This is fine. This is cool. Japanese destroyer, Mangumo? Tier 9. Uh, it's a Vesachio class. Uh, slow reloading, 127s. Pack a punch and short engagements. To uh, freely swap between two different variants of torpedo. One being long range, slow speed, easy to detect. Other being incredibly fast, harder to spot, extremely short range. Um, uh, okay, so both captains who enjoy using F3 torpedoes, which are the, uh, suicide torpedoes on Shimakaze Nugumo, uh, will find themselves at home. So she's a, an assassin that can hit normal ships. That seems interesting. Uh, Italian battleship Sicilia, tier 10. Um, so it's a sister ship to Cristoforo Colombo. As four quadruple 381s, uh, longer duration, quicker loading, or reloading exhaust smoke screen, better reload on main battery, and a complement of her main battery guns will fire sap. Uh, and HE replaces her sap for her main battery. Okay, that's a little interesting. So it, it's another, it's essentially just a tier 10, uh, whatever the tier 9 uh, Italian battleship is for. Uh, that has the uh, sap secondaries and I've, i was it uh jeez oh, it's the f composer what is it oh god i forget its name now <laughs> oh yeah the giuseppe verdi that's what i'm looking at uh michelangelo at the dock oh italian ship at the dockyard and oh that thing is hideous oh my god what is that thing so okay so this is the new year dockyard okay i get that so michael that i mean i don't know it's got that's hideous um, yep, so it's going to be a tier 9, blah, 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 twin 4-barrel, uh, turrets, 320mm armor piercing or sap shell, ooh, okay, alright, alright, I'm, I'm listening now, uh, heavily armored and brimming with sap, so that could be really strong. Okay, builder's way able to sail comfortably in the ship under the cover, exhaust smoke screen generator, hydroacoustic search keeps her watch for enemy activity. Fast torpedoes for... Whoa, what is the downside to that ship? I might have to get that one. That's pretty... Oh, and it's this... Oh, man, it's the same New Year, Doc? Uh, that's boring. They didn't even change it. Although they did add some camouflages for Alaska, Lightning Jut, and Algerie, Huga, and Yoshino. Um, uh, changes to test ships. Uh, they're doing Shornhorse 43, Kitakami, Stored. Uh, where is that... Interesting. So new ships close to uh, American carrier, uh, tier six carrier independence, 
New, new Tier 10 Battleship... Oh, oh, here it is, here it is. So, Tier 10 Battleship rolls, rolled on Pan-Asian Cruiser Tengen, and there's allegedly a Russian hybrid somewhere that my friend said, but this is a... So, alternative is, is a 1938 uh, fast battleship design, alternative set of main battery weaponry, 356mm guns, and interesting. That's kind of kind of weird. Rather low, decent accuracy, decent accuracy thanks to improved dispersion, AP shells that improve ricochet angles, uh, fast firing guns, uh, consumables of strong shoot suited the ship, enhanced repair party, reduced reload time, fighter spotter, surveillance radar in the same slot, and an engine boost. So it's a Georgia tier 10 is what you're saying with small guns, and it has uh, looks like 16 of them. That's interesting. So it's a Cristoforo Colombo except American and Independence. On uh, whole, Cle it's a Cleveland class cruiser, and oh yes, Independence will join Yorktown and Essex as part of the upcoming U.S. carrier aircraft carrier tech tree line. Um, yes, yeah, so it's equipped with attack aircraft, fire large number HE rocket, so a different carrier line. All right, cool. Patrol fighters. All right, so let's get into the actual content of this episode because I could go down a rabbit hole with the. Uh, with the those uh, dev blogs and stuff like that. I'm kind of disappointed that it doesn't look like they're going to change the port from uh, the last year's New Year port. That's a little that's a little disappointing. Oh, well. Anyways, let's get back into what we were planning on doing. And let's go back to World of Warships Wikipedia page because Wow's FT doesn't work anymore. Grr. Whatever, I understand. It's a lot of work to keep a website going, so... Alright, so let's start with the United States, and we're gonna do, like... It, it's not gonna be very in-depth. It's gonna be, like, a 15-second bang-bang-bang is what these ships are gonna do. Okay, so we have the Destroyers. Uh, these are all-rounders, so they got a good guns, good smokescreen, mediocre speed... Well, kind of mediocre speed. They used to be, like, insanely good with gunfights, but they're kind of uh, not super great. Definitely knife fighters don't like prolonged gunfights. Uh, very much utility destroyers. Use them for the smoke screens. Uh, black is overrated, by the way. Uh, cruisers. Yes, these are the all-around cruisers. Recommend you start here as your first branch for World of Warships, either that or the Japanese cruisers, but these ones tend to be more forgiving. you got two branches here. you got the light cruisers and the heavy cruisers. Recommend going down the heavy cruisers before you go down the light cruisers because they're more forgiving. Actually, you can forget the light cruisers altogether because the only good one is uh, going to be the uh, Wooster. And the Wooster's good, don't get me wrong, but I feel like the... Des Moines is just everything that the Wooster does except better. Uh, now, the Wooster does have more utility, and there's people who swear by it, but I just love the punching power of the Des Moines uh, 203mm, I think, was it Mark 12 guns? Mark 21 guns? I forget. But yeah, the ones that reload really fast. It's essentially just a chain gun, except for 8-inch guns. Alrighty, and now we go to battleships, and there's so many United States battleships, you can uh, have a fleet if you just had one battleship of each class. Uh, this is also a good starting class. It for you to start out in World of Warships. Very easy to play utility battleships. I would recommend going down just the normal ones with the Montana because the uh, Vermont is a terrible ship with the absolutely amazing guns and it's very difficult to play because if you overextended that, they will eat you alive. Uh, as far as the other overpowered ones that are the, was it the main, or the, was it, there's a main? Wait, what? That's a, oh yeah, that's right. They have a super ship. They're, they're adding a super ship. Yeah, anyways. But yeah, so the uh, Vermont has insane punching power, but it's terrible in every other respect, so be prepared for a high-risk, high-reward gameplay there. As far as the Louisiana, it's got aircraft, it's just a HE magnet, but it has some serious punching power and some pretty good armor in other places. Montana, best all-around battleship in the game, uh, changed my mind. 
Uh, it's got great guns, it's got great armor, it has great hit points, it's got great speed for a battleship. Terrible rudder shift time, but there's really no fault with the Montana. It's got enhanced heals and stuff like that. I mean, it's I guess its fault is it's just a jack-of-all-trades, but that makes it an amazing ship. So there's that. Aircraft carriers are pretty good. Um, they're just, I mean, there's nothing much special about them. They have good bombs, I guess, really good bombs. Uh, HE bombs. The submarines, I don't know anything about, so have fun with that. Uh, you shouldn't be playing submarines anyways, because that's heresy. Anyways, let's get back, and my web browser's become unresponsive. That's nice. Alright, and we're reloaded now, so we are going back to the uh, homepage now, if it'll load. Yes, okay. So now we're going back into Japan, and Japan's got a few different branches here. So let's start out with destroyers. Uh, you should not start out with Japanese destroyers as a starting branch. Japanese destroyers tend to be kind of difficult to play once you get past tier 6 or tier 5. Uh, by the way, before tier 5, these things are absolute menaces. Insane concealment, great torpedoes. Uh, and then after that, it gets a little bit mediocre, especially in... Uh, what is it? You have the uh, Shiratsu and the Kagero, and so like they're they're all right. You definitely have to be good at aiming torpedoes to play these things. By the way, they are torpedo destroyers all the way. They can finish off a gunfight pretty well because they do hit very hard with their guns, but they don't hit often, and the gun reload time is uh, like I said bad, and the gun turret uh, turret traverse time is absolutely horrific. Uh, so note that the line to go down here if you don't want to be frustrated all the time with aiming torpedoes is the Hirugumo line because oh my god guns uh, Yeah, there's insane firepower. Just be aware these things are the size of a light cruiser So you'll have to deal with that, but uh, yeah, don't get a gunfight with Hirugumo. You will lose I don't care what you're in you actually you'd have to be in like a druid or a I wouldn't even take a Forest Sherman against that thing. Like, Hirugamo can absolutely mess something up. It has a huge hit point pool, especially if you take fight, uh, Survivability Expert. is nothing to mess with at close range. And it has insane torpedoes, too. A torpedo Reload Booster can get, like, 20 torpedoes in the water at once. Um, not exactly. I think it's up to 12, but still, yeah. And they hit very hard. They do about 20,000 damage apiece. Or more than that. I think it's about 24,000 damage apiece. Uh, Shimikaze is Shimikaze. Everybody knows about Shimikaze. It's the silent killer. No one, if it's uh, a Shimikaze that is played well by an enemy player, will never be seen the entire the entire battle, assuming there's no aircraft carriers, and will have at least five kills. Um, so there's that. Yeah, but it's really hard to play if you can't aim torpedoes. Do not go down that line. The cruiser line uh, used to be good, mediocre at best. Uh, although a lot of people have a soft spot for the Zhao. Uh, I do like the um, Miyoko is pretty good at tier 7. Uh, I have the Southern Dragon, which is basically just Miyoko. Uh, the Adigo, widely considered to be one of the best ships in the game. Uh, they say if you spend money on World of Warships once and only once, you should buy an Adigo, and I largely agree with that. Uh, they ask, why do you ha not have an Adigo? Because I've spent money more than once on World of Warships, so I don't need an Adigo. Uh, but yeah, 16 second reload with insane APs. It's basically just a tier 8 Goliath. Uh, very, very good. Uh, these ships are lightly armored, but of insane artillery or up until, like, Tier 8. And then it kind of, like, the mid-tier Japanese cruisers are good. The high-tier ones are not. Uh, you should not go down the light cruiser line. They are terrible. Uh, the Yoshino, by the way, is good if you want to go buy that for coal. Uh, the Zhao is decent. It's just that there's a lot of things that do it stuff better than it now. It's got good concealment, got insane HE, but the Goliath exists, so it's basically made it obsolescent. Um, but yeah, at mid-tier, basically their gameplay is they're just going to try and fire as much as they can until they, someone actually locks on to them, starts shooting at them, then they go and detect it appear halfway across the map again, and start fi starting fires again. That's basically just Japanese cruisers. Okay, Japanese battleships, what are we going on here? So, Japanese battleships is mediocre armor because this is actually realistic. Japanese steel was not as strong as American steel. Um, yeah, it, 
pretty great guns throughout the entire tier. I don't think there's really a Japanese battleship save for the Kawachi that has bad guns. Um, pretty insane range, pretty bad concealment, uh, decent speed all the way around except for Fuso. Um, yeah, just, I mean, they're good battleships. They're just not super survivable. Uh, Izumo used to be terrible. It's kind of decent. It's got a weird turret arrangement, though. Uh, and then there's the Iwami. Um, interesting secondary battleship. Uh, Shikishima's overrated. I'll buy it if you have the steel ever. Yamato, absolutely amazing. Highly recommend. Definitely, I think everyone has to go, has to have Yamato in their collection. It's not something you could ignore. Those 18.1-inch guns, absolutely amazing. Uh, however, it is noted that it is a bit of an HE magnet and does not take fire or flooding well. It's hit, it, it takes damage very easily, so it is definitely more of a sniping battleship. That's basically all the Japanese battleships tend to be sniping battleships. Satsuma's absolutely ridiculous. Highly recommend it. Uh, aircraft carriers, absolutely insane. Highly recommend. Uh, what is it? I, I don't know. I don't know much about Japanese aircraft carriers. I just know they hurt when you get hit by them. Uh, great torpedoes, great armor-piercing bombs. Uh, rockets are mediocre, but they're irrelevant because the torpedoes and bombs are so good. Submarines, they only have I-56. I don't know anything about submarines other than they're stupid. Uh, yeah, so definitely recommend going down the Yamato line and the Hirugamo line. You can probably stay away from the rest, though. All right, we're going on to the next one. So this is going to be the USSR, which has more fake ships than real ships. Actually, uh, I think it's the highest ratio of fake ships to real ships and not in the real ship's favor. Uh, destroyers, largely irrelevant at this point. Um, they don't really do much. I don't really know a whole lot about them other than they go really fast. They shoot a lot. Basically, just the French destroyers, except for worse. Um, yeah, Zorky's kind of insane, though, uh, with its uh, burst fire. Nooster Shimmy's decent. It's got an insane heal. It just never dies, but it doesn't do anything, so there's that. Uh, Leningrad's kind of wild. Um... It's got long-range torpedoes, long-range guns, uh, floats around the map at, like, you know, 700 knots. So there's that. Uh, they're just really fast gunboats is basically what they are. They got decent torpedoes up at uh, higher tiers, but absolutely horrific torpedoes at low tiers. If you want a meme boat, the Ohotnik's a good option. It's the, called the War Canoe for a reason. It's got, what, like, seven guns and... 12 torpedoes and they reload in 47 seconds so have fun with that uh the cruisers absolutely insane highly recommend these if you have no uh attachment to historical accuracy uh the guns are wild the their armor is not uh well actually it is because it just overpens uh but yeah uh you can expect death star ray like shell accuracy and velocity and it hits about as hard as the death star as far as the um, Petra Pavlovsk, which is also functionally indestructible. Uh, the Stalingrad, functionally indestructible. Um, but yeah, so basically they have extremely vulnerable broadsides, but if you hit them from any other angle, their icebreaker brow is going to laugh at you because it's stunk. And uh, their shells are guided by Stalin himself out of the cold depths of hell. And uh, they never miss, so have fun with that. And they'll hit you from about 32 kilometers out uh, for 40k each time, so have fun with that. Uh, don't get shot up by one of these, and if you if you want a fun uh, thing to play that's basically just cheating within the game, definitely go down this branch. All right, we're going to go down the battleship line now. Uh, these things are Death Stars that cannot be blown up. Uh, there is no thermal exhaust port on these things. Uh, only fire damage is what they take. Uh, basically, you just set them on fire because they never penetrate our armor. Uh, and they will penetrate yours, though, so be careful for the guns. They're not super accurate at range, but at close range, they never miss. Uh, and, yeah, they're, they're basically just moving castles. Uh, the aircraft carriers are also uh, in-game cheating. You don't need to download uh, cheats in World of Warships. The aircraft carriers in the Soviet Russia uh, of Soviet Russia do that for you. Um, just uh, in, they're not particularly good as far as like the armaments they give. It's just that they launch a whole squadron at once. Means that they don't miss. Uh, Germany. All right, what are we doing with the Blitzkrieg? 
Uh, yes, that's right. Destroyers that are functionally useless, uh, except for they have insanely ranged hydro, so that's the only thing that makes them relevant, basically. They, like the Z-52 line, it just it goes into cap, spots everything, uh, dies itself, but everything it's spotted is now firing, so they're spotted and they die too. So it's just a sacrificial lamb that's really useful for intelligence gathering. Uh, the Elbing uh, hates being a destroyer. It should really be a light cruiser, but it got lumped in the destroyer tree by World of Warships. And uh, yeah, it'll kill Moskvas, but um, it can't actually kill a Shimikaze. So there's that. It's got insane armor-piercing characteristics, insane damage. It's insanely large, terrible torpedoes. Uh, but yeah, it'll it'll murder anything that comes across it. So you know, be careful of that thing. Uh, if you're anything but a destroyer, if you're a destroyer, you can take your sweet time with it. I've seen Shimikazes beat these things easily in gunfights. Um, yeah, so now we're going on to their cruisers. Uh, they're just really long-range HE spammers. Uh, they're pretty accurate at range. they got good armor. Uh, torpedoes are kind of short-range, but pretty good. Um, yeah, and they have turtlebacks, so be careful of that. Their armor's weaker at range, uh, but still pretty strong for a cruiser. Uh, at short range, it's pretty strong, unless you're a battleship, so you're not gonna get through this thing with at anything but point-blank range with armor-piercing unless you're a battleship. Uh, so yeah, hardy cruiser is pretty good. Um... They rely on uh, HE spamming, but their HE isn't actually very good. It starts fires a lot, but it doesn't do that great of damage, although it does penetrate an insane amount with close to quarter caliber penetration on every uh, German ship. And their armor piercing is pretty good with penetration, or with damage, but the penetration isn't all that great. Uh, battleships, uh, they can't hit the broadside of a barn from the inside unless it's the, uh, what is it, the Schlieffen. Uh, basically, close-range brawlers, uh, two different types of brawlers, so you have the, uh, Preussen line and the Schlieffen line. The Schlieffen is a, uh, quick brawler. It has an insane amount of guns and, uh, torpedoes, but basically no armor and health pool to speak of, especially at broadside, so be careful with that. Uh, so if you're... Uh, shooting at a Schlieffen, just get it to come broadside and should finish it off very quickly because it only has 70k hit points, but uh, uh, if you're a Schlieffen, don't show broadside. Preussen, functionally indestructible, carries cap guns for guns, and I know that's not actually true. It carries very powerful guns, but you can't hit anything with them. Uh, they, oh, yeah, that's right. They have an aircraft carrier line. I almost forgot about them. Yeah, they're they're not super great. They have high-altitude AP bombers, which wrecks battleships days, and AP... Uh, Rockets, which wrecks um, cruisers' days, but uh, no one really plays them that much, so they're not really anything to worry about. But when you do see one, do not show broadside to it. It's very harmful to your health. Uh, submarines, their U-boats, you know what they do. They float underwater and shoot torpedoes. Uh, so yeah, that's that. And let's go on to the next line. The next line up is going to be, once it loads, the UK. So the British. Uh, they... Famous characteristic of all British ships, they have an excessive amount of uh, superstructure for tea-making facilities uh, and nothing else. Uh, the destroyers are pretty good. Uh, they're very good at cap-contesting. Short-burst smoke screens are annoying for anybody shooting at them because as soon as the smoke wears out, they have another smoke to replace it. Uh, so smoke doesn't wear, uh, doesn't last that long, but it has a really short cooldown time, and it's uh, used for uh, getting away from things, and it allows them to pull off some pretty interesting stunts. The torpedoes are all right; they're just kind of mediocre. They re reload fast enough at low tiers, but it slows down a lot at high tiers, and they do decent damage. Uh, the guns are really small, uh, usually about 120 millimeter guns. So they don't really pen anything. Uh, with high explosive, but they do set a lot of fires with high explosive, and the armor piercing is kind of nutty, especially on the uh, Daring and Druid um, at high tiers. So, and also they have uh, like hydroacoustic search that's functionally uh, 
just lasts the whole game. It's got like a five minute duration and a 30 second cooldown. Okay, that's an exaggeration. It's got like a three minute duration and like a, was it like a minute 20 cooldown or something like that? Um, yeah, so that's really cool. So don't torpedo one of these things because you'll see it coming. Uh, and also it's short range, but it lasts forever. Uh, cruisers, they're uh, pretty, pretty insane. Uh, they have no armor uh, until you get to the... Uh, yeah, they really don't have armor until you get to to Goliath. Actually, there's another one. Is that what is that thing? The defense. What in the world? It's a big cruiser with 356 millimeter guns. Oh yeah, nice. Okay, so it's a Nelson except a cruiser. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, back to going over the branch. Uh, yeah. So they have no armor, especially in the light cruisers. Uh, it, it's except it's just enough armor to arm every AP shell in the game. So you will just eat citadels left and right. But it pumps out an insane amount of armor piercing shells. And yeah, they can only fire armor piercing shells. They have smokes. They have radar if you want it, but you have to get your smoke to do that. They have insane amount of torpedoes, so don't get close to them. Uh, and the torpedoes are British torpedoes, so they're not, like, super great torpedoes, but it does have them. Uh, and the Goliath uh, line, uh, they have insane arm, uh, insane high explosive and pretty nutty armor piercing. The high explosive routinely does, like, 30k uh, salvo. I've done it in my Goliath. Uh, Goliath is one of my favorite ships to play. Um, it has an uh, insane health pool, largest health hit point pool of any non-premium cruiser up until the um whatchamacallit that french thing came out um yeah so and also is really tanky except as a weakness the step citadel in the 25 millimeter bow so you it's yeah trolly armor so sometimes you can troll like yamatos and stuff like that sometimes you get trolled by destroyers though so it's uh an abstract carnival pain for someone whether it's the person shooting at you or you uh but it has a super heal so you can get citadel and almost delete it and then come back in full health because uh, it does have that 3D printer. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot the uh, the, the Daring has a 3D... No, it doesn't have a 3D printer, but it does have a heal. Uh, the Destroyers do have heals at high tiers, so that's nice. Um, Goliath is a 3D printer. Uh, Minotaur is a 3D printer, so they just never die. They have terrible armor, but they'll just come back in full health anyways. That's the same thing for their uh, battleships. Uh, they are kind of mediocre in all respects. They got decent armor, decent guns. Uh, they're kind of like the Americans, except they get set on fire a lot, and they set other things on fire a lot, and they have 3D printers on board, so you can, like, slap... I slapped one down from, like, full health to 25% health. It came out back on 98% health. So, uh, Citadels are... It's a functionally immune to Citadels, not because it doesn't take Citadels, but because it can just heal them right back. The St. Vincent's insane because of how fast it is, and the fact that it has hydroacoustic search and torpedoes and insanely large guns, but it doesn't have a large hit point pool or good armor, uh, but it does have a 3D printer. The, uh, incomparable is freaking wild it has like 20 point something inch guns uh, no armor to speak of but in uh, it's fast has uh, torpedoes hydroacoustic search and a super heal and the uh, conqueror is functionally immune to fire and floods actually it's functionally immune to damage and um so yeah you routinely get like 300,000 damage done to yourself uh in a conqueror and still survive and it has mediocre guns with the high explosive is essentially just a sunray and starts fires every time it hits you there's it, actually there's more of a chance that a salvo uh, the chance of a salvo starting a fire in you is like 99% or something like that. Like, not getting a fire is pretty rare. Uh, aircraft carriers are irrelevant, uh, for the British. They kind of suck. Uh, except for the Eagle and the Colossus. Apparently the Colossus is really good, I forget why, but it's just good. Now, they're basically... They're just alright. I mean, they're aircraft carriers, so they're good, but there's nothing particularly amazing about them. Uh, the Commonwealth uh, doesn't have a line. Uh, they just have the Perth, which is the best ship in the game ever, and you should definitely get it. Uh, they also have the Yukon, which is uh, essentially started a PR disaster for 
um, Wargaming. Uh, if you want to read up on that, there's a million videos on YouTube, so I'm not going to talk about that. But basically, it just 3D prints itself because of Canadian free healthcare. And the Vampire 2 uh, is a rabid chihuahua that just holds on the cap. So if you see it in the cap, don't enter it because it'll kill you. I don't care what you're in. It's going to figure out a way to kill you. Um, the Perth is uh, a highly underrated ship that everyone should buy because it's the best ship in the game. And uh, you can get insane amounts of damage and cap control in Tier 6. And you have uh, Smoke Forever. And you can just float around because uh, they have crawling smoke screens. You can just float around the map covered in smoke and no one will ever see you coming uh, because no one pays attention to things that aren't detected uh, on the mini map. Uh, yeah, and so then we have the French destroyers, which just go Mach 25. And they have uh, battleship guns on them. Well, they don't, but they have insanely good guns with insanely good armor piercing and rather good high explosive. Uh, torpedoes are decent, but it does have them on both sides on most tiers. And uh, they have reload booster too, so they're also a machine gun. And uh, the consumer is awful, but who cares because you're constantly firing. And yeah, so they're impossible to hit. And oh yeah, that's right. They don't have smoke screens, but they take no damage. So there's that. They don't really take no damage, but they um, saturate so fast that you'll hit them with like a full salvo of battleship uh, high explosive and they'll do like 2,000 damage. It's absolutely broken, and these things have yet to be nerfed somehow. They're absolutely amazing. I highly recommend going up the line. Uh, unless you are working on going up the uh, French cruiser line, which is also functionally broken. Um, and people will disagree with me on that, but they are. Uh, so they have a heavy cruiser line and a heavier cruiser line. So the heavy cruiser line uh, sits back at 25 kilometers, hits people with lasers uh, that are high explosive, and starts fires. And then if they show broadside, it sends them back to port with a insanely good armor-piercing rounds. They have insanely good penetration. And uh, they also have reload boosters and can go like 72 knots. Uh, so there's that. You'll never see them in a cap, and you'll never see them in the middle of the map. They'll always be on the flank or on the back somewhere, but they'll still find a way to do impacts. Uh, the Marseille is a different thing, which the, is the heavier cruiser line. Um, it has all the guns in the front. Um, it kind of eats high explosive damage and stuff, but it's got a ton of health, and it's got insanely good armor-piercing penetration and insanely good um, accuracy. Uh, and it also has lar longer duration fires, but that doesn't matter when you kill everything on the map before they can set you on fire. So yeah, it's basically just a battleship, except it uh, has cruiser characteristics and cruiser consumables. It has the main barrier reload booster, so if someone shows broadside to you, you can hit him twice in like 15 seconds. Uh, then there are battleships, which are just basically like Marseille, except not Marseille. So you should probably just go down the Marseille line. But yeah, if you want to go down the battleship line, which is also pretty nutty, they have insane secondaries, just like they have the same German secondaries, except they don't have quarter caliber penetration, so they're just really good at setting fires. Unless you take IFHE and then they're slightly less useless, but they still set a ton of fires. Or they don't set as many fires, so you should probably not take IFHE. But yeah, they're still pretty good. It's got insanely large guns at tier 10. Uh, it's like 17.3 inches or something like that. Uh, so it overmatches a bunch of stuff. And uh, good armor piercing, actually insanely good armor piercing. Uh, mediocre high explosive. Uh, mediocre hit point pulls. Uh, but they're really fast because they have speed boost. Uh, or actually, the acceleration's really good. They're not super fast, but the because it's speed boost and improves your acceleration. Um, so they tend to throttle juke a lot, so they'll look like they're not going very fast, and then they'll start going fast all of a sudden, and then they'll like turn in reverse all while shells are still in the air after them. So yeah, they're functionally impossible to hit at range. Oh yeah, that's right, I forgot to mention that everything has a 20% speed boost, except for the battleships, which only have an 8% speed boost in the French line. So they tend to throttle juke a lot, and don't hit, don't try shooting at them uh, like more than... 14 kilometers out because you'll never hit them, assuming they have a brain. Uh, Italy's ships are all mediocre, and you shouldn't play them. Yeah, they have a uh, sap, and they're kind of fast, but they are they have an insanely long reload time, and they're not very accurate. Oh yeah, and they have exhaust smoke screens too, which basically means that they can just come full speed at you with smoke, and you can't do anything about it unless you have radar, which catches them with their pants down because you can see them, and they can't see you, and you just send them back to port. 
Uh, so that, yeah, that backfires a lot for them. But uh, that's basically what their destroyers do is they just approach you like Mach 20 through uh, exhaust smoke screens and try to hit you with sap, and then they try to hit you with torps. That's basically just their gameplay. Uh, they don't have any radar or hydroacoustic search because the Italians didn't think technology was important in World War II. Um, yeah, that's their cruisers lineup. Basically just have exhaust smoke screens, insane uh, amounts of damage with their sap shells. It's basically just really good high explosive. The Venezia is just basically a Goliath. It's the counter to the Stalingrad. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that about the Goliath. It's just a counter to the Stalingrad. It sets them on fire. Um, it's just basically get pranked. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, the Italian cruisers are good. Uh, they're terrible up to tier six. Uh, the Zara is pretty good. And then after that, it's pretty good. Uh, the armor is mediocre at best. Um, and so is the hit point pool. The speed's decent. Turning circle is not great. Battleships are absolutely horrible, and I don't recommend you go down them. But if you like an abstract carnival of pain and frustration, uh, they do have pretty good sap. And they also have a smoke screen uh, in tier 8 and up, the exhaust smoke screen. Uh, but they only fire sap. They can't hit anything, and they have a real time longer than the time it takes the U.S. government to reach a decision. Um, so, yeah, just be aware of that if you're playing it. So, if something. Um, uh, if an Italian battleship, or actually an Italian ship in general, because the uh, tier 10 cruiser has a 20 second reload, uh, shoots at you, know you have about a century and a half before they actually are able to get tar shots on target again, but when they do get shots on target, it's equivalent to like a death ray, so just be careful. Um, Italian cruisers are really good at just removing destroyers from the map, so just be aware of that. Spanish ships, I don't really know anything about them, I just know that they basically only have, I think only high explosive, or no, no they have both high explosive and armor piercing, um, there's not really much special about them. Uh, yeah, so they have hydroacoustic search, or they're just kind of typical cruisers. They do have cool repair parties, though. Um, so there's, there's the at, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, there's not much information available on them, and I don't really, I haven't really played them that much. So, actually, I haven't played them at all. They have a cool decal on the side, though, that comes free. Um, uh, they also have, oh yeah that, yeah that's right they have burst fire so there's that yeah that's that's cool about the Spanish ships they got burst fire that's kind of a funny prank um, sometimes useful at finishing stuff off but you know, it tends to be questionable with long long duration long range engagements the Dutch ships Dutch oh my God Wally I can't say Dutch ships the Dutch ships the Dutch ships are terrible good all right the Dutch ships are terrible you shouldn't play them at all. Okay, well, so they're they're not terrible. Oh, they are terrible, actually. Uh, they're they're terrible except for the destroyers, which is funny because they don't actually have a destroyer line. But the Groningen and Tromp are really funny. Uh, the Groningen just shoots a insane amount of shells uh, at its target, and that's pretty much just Groningen. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of slow. Uh, it doesn't have it has a speed boost and smoke screen, and it also has hydroacoustic search, which is cool. But the the guns have like a 1.5 reload second reload time, and there's four of them, so eh, there's that. And then the Tromp is just a light cruiser that they call a destroyer, even though it's a light cruiser. Uh, so it's just a light cruiser without a citadel, and it has insane uh guns. Uh, they have uh, 900 meter second shell velocity. They're 150 millimeters, and they have AP and sap. They have no smoke screens, so it's kind of stupid. And it has a um, uh, a propulsion uh, boost that basically just uh, makes it go kind of fast for a little bit, and then it stops like 30 seconds later. Uh, but they're really good at working on the flanks and pushing teams back. I've seen this thing hold a flank against, like, uh, six enemy ships, and they just can't do anything about it. Also, it has, like, insane airstrikes, too. They reload really fast, and they have a really narrow range. Uh, 
or like really narrow drop range and they drop really fast there's they're they're normal bombs they aren't just like uh if i remember correctly they're normal bombs they're not like uh the weird drug parachute ones that come on every other dutch ship that's just really easy to avoid uh yeah that's also right about the dutch ships there was so there was a video released in right before they came out it was this 2021 so it was like they announced in april and then like may 2021 someone released a video of three good and lose concentrating their fire on a stationary alaska and just deleted the alaska and everyone's like oh my god they're super overpowered even though it was in ideal conditions and violated the nda by world of warships so world of warships then had to nerf them because the community got all salty about them even though the ships weren't actually that great so they nerfed a not actually great ship into a basically terrible ship and um so yeah but it has airstrikes which were also nerfed and they're not actually that great so yeah if you want to sh hit things over islands go down this line but if you want to not be frustrated with every other part of the ship that's actually not decent uh then just look elsewhere it's basically just the top tier ship is basically just a shorn horse uh you can grind up to tier five and be fine because they're those ships down there are actually like really good and you get to kaiju doing and you have like terrible reload terrible health terrible turret reverse not 360 turrets even though the disabled provincing which is literally the same hull has 360 degree turrets and then you have one uh airstrike that's eight kilometers and it has like two minute reload time uh, so yeah, it's really bad, and I don't recommend it. It's a exercise in frustration. Uh, they don't have anything remarkable about them. Sorry, Dutch people, but your ships are terrible. Um, next, okay, so we have Europe. Uh, Europe's kind of wild uh, because literally their ships come from everywhere, and they have they have cru oh, there's a European cruiser now. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. It, it's fake, I think. Oh no, it's not. It, it's um, what is it? It's Block, uh, participated, it is a, uh, what is, blockaded Spanish Republic, oh, it's Greece, it's Greek, yeah, that's right, okay, um, yeah, so the, they're basically just that, I don't know a whole lot about them, except for the Holland line, the Holland line's pretty good, they got, uh, really fast reloading guns in most of them, uh, so, but they're, like, kind of decent guns, they're not super great, but they do reload really fast, there's, and there's also not a lot of them, usually there's about, anywhere from about, four to six of them their torpedoes are pretty wild though because they reload really fast and they uh, have an insanely long range and uh well, maybe not insanely long range but about 15 kilometer range and they travel as like underwater missiles i think you can get the holland which is top tier up to about 90 knots 89 knots something like that so they're essentially missiles but they don't hit hard you do like 10,000 damage a piece with the holland which is at tier 10 basically nothing uh, they also do have battleships, which the Variables Unitas is basically irrelevant at this point because it has 30,000 hit points in a battleship. And the Carl uh, Johan 14 is too new to really be evaluated. Um, yeah, and the, oh, yeah, then they have the Smallin, which is now not available uh, premium ship, which is just a machine gun, uh, except with 152 or 127 millimeter guns uh, and radar. So, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. They all have no smoke screens except for the uh, other line, which has a smoke screen for some reason, uh, and radar, which is completely busted, but that's that's why they did it. So, you have engine, was it? Uh, shoot, dude, does it have smoke screen? Um, uh, yeah, it has a surveillance radar and, uh, smokes, uh, and smoke generator. So it's smoke radar combo, no hydroacoustic search, uh, and they are restricted to HE shells. There's no AP shells in these. So that's kind of funny about them. I don't really see people play them a lot, except they're in ranked because then when ranked, they can just cap coverage all the time and just have constant radar. Although it's really short duration and it kind of has a long cooldown. So maybe not constant, but still pretty wild. 
Um, yeah, so that's that line. It still kind of has decent torpedoes, but not as wild as the Hollands are. Um, so you, you'll take, like, you'll just see them come out of nowhere and hit you, like, in four seconds, but it won't do really any damage, but can hit you a lot really fast. So that's kind of the danger of the Holland. You definitely have to be good at aiming torpedoes, because if you don't, you won't do any damage in the Holland, because there's no smoke screen and it's only got a speed boost. It does have a heal, but it's not that great of a heal, so you can still mess it up pretty good. Now we go on to the Pan American ships, which is Argentina and Brazil and Chile. And, and, uh, Colombia and Peru and Mexico. Wait, Mexico? interesting okay yeah but they're they're cool they have pretty wild heals um i forget they're basically just american ships especially a high tier except they have pretty pretty insane heals um they're, they have good hp they have uh improved ap penetration angles i think they're ap only right uh yes they're ap only so it's basically just a british ship and a american ship had a child and that's what you got so it's an american hull with insane ap penetration angles no he and uh um just insanely tight dispersion strong torpedoes very stealthy uh specialized repair teams uh consumable repairs 80 percent all penetration and citadel damage taken so wild heal surveillance radar uh they're pretty insane but no armor no hp shells and normal ap fuse time uh, short main battery firing range, only five torpedoes per side, and they're not very agile. They have short range hydroacoustic search as well. So that's the the span or not Spanish, well kind of Spanish, but not Spanish. Um, so Pan American cruisers. Uh, so they're uh, yeah, that's that. They're they're decent. They're good. I see them all the time. Uh, seems like they're pretty fun to play. But there's some other lines that are more meme worthy than they are. But they. They can heal back basically all the damage they take, but the, it, it doesn't heal back being deleted from the map, so there's that. Um, so they have no armor to speak of, uh, which is also in common with the next line we're going to go down, which is the Pan-Asian line, which currently has destroyers that are terrible and cruisers that are mediocre. Uh, actually, no, not cruisers that are mediocre. There are no fly zones, by the way, at a tier 10. Uh, the Janian will shoot down anything that uh, comes near it. And there's really not anything that the aircraft carrier can do about it unless it's Soviet, which it gets just to cheat the game anyway, so nothing can do anything about that. Uh, the Huang Hai has a crawling smoke screen, which is cool, um, and that's a tier 6 premium. Otherwise, it's not super great, but it is basically just a Perth, except with one less turret, so just go get the Perth. But, you know, if you don't want to get the Perth, but you want the Perth, then just get the Huang Hai. Um, and then, so, yeah, they're no-fly zones. They have are basically just Austins without reload boosters, and they have smoke screens, so they're kind of wild that way. Uh, they just have an insane amount of DPM, but they are made of paper, so if it doesn't show broadside to you and you manage to hit it, you'll delete it, but if it shows broadside to you, it'll just overpen. Um, so there's that. They're kind of hard to play, kind of not maneuverable, kind of not stealthy, not long range, but they did buff it a little bit. But yeah, so short range, crazy amounts of uh, damage that it can do, but uh, it is does have destroyer guns, so those limitations apply as far as like IFAG -like considerations and things are concerned. Um... Yeah, and then it also has smoke screen, so there's that. Uh, concealment otherwise is like not super decent, so just be aware of that. It is 12.13 kilometers, which will get you down to like 10 kilometers, which for a light cruiser is decent, I guess, but not super special. Uh, but yeah, they do do a ton of damage, and they set a ton of fires, so there's that. And the destroyers are basically just American destroyers that can't hit other destroyers with their torpedoes, 
So there's that. They're not good at knife fighting. They're not good at capping. Uh, most of their premiums are absolutely terrible. The Fan Yang shouldn't exist. Um, and the, they do have access to radar, which you shouldn't take because their smoke screens are good. Um, but you should take because it's their one unique calling card at, at tier 10 other than their deep water torpedoes, which do they do an insane amount of damage to um, capital ships, assuming you can hit your torpedoes. But I can't hit my torpedoes, so I'm not very good at it. And uh, the Gajimata is insane. You should stop grinding at that line because uh, after the Gajimata, they just get like not very good. Uh, the Lo Yang is also pretty good, too. So there's that. Um, which is a, they're just American ships essentially, uh, and British ships mixed in there, uh, that are not American British ships. Uh, it's just a, the Yu Yang is just a worse gearing, uh, with deep water torps. So there's that. That's it. It's an interesting combination. Not for me, not for most people. If you come across one, just know there's torpedoes coming your way and you're not going to be able to see them. So just that yet, yeah, by the way, that's the thing about deep water torps. You can't see them until they're right on top of you. So just pop your hydroacoustic search. No, it has radar um, if unless it smokes, and then it doesn't have radar. So then you can discharge smoke once it dumps, dumps its torpedoes. They gave it torpedo reload booster, but that still doesn't solve the problems of the guns being absolutely butt. So there's that, because um, it's just American guns, except it doesn't have the punching power of um, American guns for some reason. And they also don't have torpedoes that can stop you if you're a destroyer. So just bum rush their smoke screen, and if you're not on low health, you'll be fine. And uh, they have battleships, but they're just copies of battleships in other nations, and they all have weird names and didn't exist. So they're just kind of like mediocre. Uh, the same thing is their aircraft carrier. It also didn't exist, and it's just a Saipan with rebranded um, things. Uh, I think that is all the trees. I think we've gotten through all of them. Yeah, so what was that? That was 20 minutes and all the uh, lines in World of Warships. I hope you liked that uh, summary. It was purposefully a little bit uh, comedic and oversimplified. But yeah, that's all of it. So what nations should you grind down first? You should stick to American or Japanese because they're the first nations in the game. They're the OG gangsters, and uh, they're pretty fun to play and pretty easy to play in the most part. What nations should you stay away from? Uh, Pan-Asia, Netherlands. Spain can be all right. You should probably stay away from Italy. Uh, France is insane. You can start with those, actually. Well, no, you should stay away from France until you know how to play the game, but they are pretty insane. Uh, Commonwealth doesn't have anything to grind down. UK is mediocre except for the cruiser line. Um... Actually, no, their battleships line is pretty insane too. But the um, the carriers are absolutely terrible, and destroyers are mediocre at best, and kind of hard to play. Well, they're not mediocre, but they have a very high skill floor, and to be fair, a very high skill ceiling. But they, yeah, there's that. The USSR is absolutely insane. It's a functionally cheating game. So if you want to cheat the game, play them. If you don't want to cheat the game, don't play them. Uh, their destroyers are not cheating the game though, so don't play them if you don't want. If you want to play, if you don't play them if you want to cheat the game. But if you don't want to cheat the game, you kind of want a worse friendship than just go with their destroyers. Um, but if you want to cheat the game, you can just get the Petra Pavlovsk and you'll win every game you take a part in unless you overextend and then they'll hit your broadside because the broadside, oh wait, they hit your broadside and you just ignore the damage. Yeah, you'll win every game you're in. Um, Germany, uh, they're essentially a bunch of pork loins that like to get set on fire and cooked until they're well done. Um, their cruisers are kind of mediocre except for the mines, which has an insane AP DPM and relatively insane HE DPM. Uh, but it's a pretty uh, only good in certain situations and kind of mediocre in the rest. They don't have great concealment, so just stay away from them. They're not super great. Don't do their destroyers unless you're going to go with the Elbing, which isn't a destroyer anyways. Uh, and then their battleships are pretty wild. Just know that you're going to get frustrated in the Sleafing because you'll start, uh, once you get to the Sleafing, you'll think you can just bum rush everyone and you can't and people will teach you that. So it's going to be frustrating until you figure that out and then it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, and then you won't hit, be able to hit anything with the Preussens guns, but you'll be kind of indestructible until someone sets, uh, figures out they set 
you on fire that kill you. Uh, so yeah, you'll die to fire more times than you'll die to anything else. And then Spain, uh, Spain's new. Spain's, um, people play Spain. Spain's good. I mean, it's got some gimmicks, but that's pretty much it. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now I know why they call it the Jupiter, that uh, British ship that I mentioned earlier, the Jupiter 44, because the Spanish tier one is Jupiter as well. Uh, yeah, so that that's World of Warships ships for you. Um, I think I've gotten through all the lines. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that was slightly comedic for you. And, uh, no, that's, that's going to be that. So I, uh, I will be retiring from the night. It is now 10.32 and I have to wake up at, uh, 6 a.m. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Anyways, yeah, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything else of, this, of that variety, please email me at rankamateurpodcast at gmail.com. That's rankamateurpodcast, all one word, all lowercase, at gmail.com. And if you have any ship suggestions, you can email them to me. I probably won't be doing another podcast for a little while. Just know this podcast is not dead, at least not yet. Um... I don't have plans to make it dead until I physically can't make this podcast. And even then it won't be dead. I'll just like upload like twice a year. Um, but yeah, so it's probably going to be a monthly podcast, but I might, um, since Christmas break is coming up, might pump out a bunch of them, like maybe like a few times a week, but I haven't been playing world of warships a lot. So you're probably not going to get any new ship stuff. I might just do some random content, which is a little bit of a departure of what you're used to, but eh, new things are never bad. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Who am I kidding? New things are bad a lot. Anyways, That is going to be all for today, folks. So until next time, captains. (laughs) 